0: Hello, everyone. We're glad you found us, and welcome to our podcast at antiqueauctionforum.com. We hope you find this show entertaining and informative.
1: This is Martin Willis, and to our regular listeners, you probably noticed that the podcast wasn't up on a weekly basis, as it had been for, well, I'd say a year and a half or so. Uh, So I've gotten real busy. I've relocated, and I am working a lot. I love doing this podcast, and will continue doing it, uh, just on different intervals. And today is episode 93. I was visiting a really nice family, the Penningtons of the Maine Antique Digest in Waldboro Maine. And thanks again for listening. I'm at the Maine Antiques Digest with, we'll start out with Sally Pennington. How are you doing,
0: Sally? Fine,
2: thank you.
0: Kate Pennington. Hello. And Clayton Pennington. Hello. How are you? I'm well, although the, the title of the magazine is actually Maine Antique Digest. <laughs>
1: okay, what did I say?
0: said antiques.
1: There's, there's
2: no, there's no, no S. S on the antique in our title. Oh.
1: It's the, uh, the Antique Auction Forum, Mm-hmm. Um, I have this guy that writes me about mm, every two or three months, and he says that I'm uh, basically a very bad person because I call it the Antique Auction Forum instead right. of antiques. He That's says right. it's an antiques; they're antique shops, and he gets he gets on me. That's and, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go, really? Do you go to a fruits stand <laughs> or a books store? You know, but, he is correct. He is he correct. Is he, correct. Is cor- so he is correct. So have you correct. ever had anyone, anyone attack him? <laughs> in fact, in button? our
3: editorial style sheet, we specify that we call them antiques auctions and antiques shows, despite what our name is. Right. And we admit that it's grammatically not correct. To okay, so, mean, so this guy that's giving me a hard
1: time all this time is, is right? He He's is correct. correct. He, he wow. Is right. I think this is kind yeah. of a fun way to start the
0: podcast, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and the reason, but there's a reason for that. The reason that it's grammatically incorrect is because the S wouldn't fit in the logo.
2: In the original in sign. The
0: original. Ah. In the original sign.
1: So if someone goes to a bookstore, is that improper because there's books in it?
0: Managing yeah.
3: editor? Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in my files, I have an explanation of why yes. this is. And okay. it is not right. 100%. That All right. It is not 100% incorrect to call it an antique auction or an antique show. Our style sheet is we go with antiques. But there, you can make an argument, like you do with yeah. grocery store bookstore yeah. you could say it is an antique shop
1: i, I just hope to god this guy's not listening <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll write you yeah yeah he'll, he'll, he'll we get letters here. once in a while do you really yeah probably the, the same guy from san francisco could yeah. be, yeah. Could yeah. be.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah it's a common it's a common
1: yeah okay common mistake well thanks for uh, i like the way that started actually no this that. is good no this is good <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit uh I've known of your magazine for years. Sally, um, Sally, and Sam started mm-hmm. this, and when did it start?
2: 1973.
1: 1973.
2: Sam retired from the Air Force, and we came. We had previously, before he retired, bought a house here in Waldenboro. Mm-hmm. Why we ever got to Waldenboro, I'm not really <laughs> sure.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, It's a pretty little town.
2: It's a pretty little town. We bought a house. Both Sam and I were going to teach school. When I was a teacher before. Mm -hmm. And when he retired, that's what we were going to do. And we met these two young men who were starting a newspaper, similar to what we... We liked antiques, of course. Mm -hmm. They were going to do a little monthly newspaper about the antiques that are up here in Maine. And Sam said, well, that sounds like a great idea. And he gave them some money and was going to go in with them. And after... We started that. We found that 10 days after the, we got the first issue done, they hadn't sent it to any of their 35 subscribers. <laughs> and Sam said, oh, well, they don't know what they're doing. We'll get away from them, and we'll start one for us. And we had no background whatsoever.
1: Now, what was the name of that first issue? Do you remember?
2: Our issue? No, the first oh, issue the first that you printed. It was the main guide, I think. was oh, the word. Guide. Antiques guide. Uh-huh.
1: Was it Antiques Guide or Antique Guide? I don't remember to tell you.
2: We have a copy an of it somewhere. Uh, ah. Somewhere we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they just fell under. I mean, there was no way that they knew what they were doing or that they were really serious about it. Mm-hmm. And Sam and I thought, well, what fun. Let's do it ourselves. Wow. So he took, he was a big photographer, Sam was. I mean, he just loved photography. So he went to all the auctions up and down the road and took pictures of what was being sold and what it was bringing. He visited shops and we he, he did all the writing wow. under different names.
1: Oh, really? Of all the
2: stories in the uh-huh. first couple of issues. Yeah. Uh, all the pictures he took and we put it together and I did all the proofreading and we went and got it printed and mailed it to everybody we could get the name of. Mm. And there's so many antique people up here, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It was not very expensive, and we just thought that was the greatest fun.
1: And uh, and now lock. now what's your uh, what's your subscription base?
2: How many do we have now?
3: Count total circulation is around twenty thousand, counting Something subscribers like and newsstand and sales in shops and mm-hmm. copies that are distributed at
2: shows. Mm-hmm.
1: So and 20, uh, how many would you say are not in the U.S. or outside of the U.S. Any idea?
2: There are, there's a small number going mm-hmm. to England, France, mm-hmm. of people that are into this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Sam was a very good writer, and...
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, he was.
2: He he liked what he was doing, and we just found it to be great fun. Yeah. It was a good excuse to go to all the shows and all the auctions, and it was a, a good thing to do, and it actually made money.
1: Right. Which right.
2: we were... Astounded. Yeah. Because we knew that we had his pension, mm-hmm. so we were all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the kids, bless their hearts, they got to stuff a whole bunch of newspapers oh. into envelopes. And we typed all the addresses on, you know, the labels. And
1: yeah. So much has changed since then. So tell me about the uh, progression of um, this building. How long have you had this building?
3: This building was built in 1985 business started in the in our house down the street down the road 3 miles down the road in just in the back room that's where we So were it was in your own house at one in, time yeah. in the house in the family house and when we grew outgrew that one room we moved and rented a building that's now a movie and pizza shop and mm-hmm. then kind of outgrew that and added space we moved our half of our staff to a rented space across the street up over the bank and that was Kind of weird way presented challenges having uh, one office but having two separate physical locations. Oh, sure, Uh, yeah. So then decided to build the building right in town here. Mm -hmm. And at the time it was built, it was thought, oh, this is so huge, we'll never fill it up. And now we have people tucked in every possible (laughs) workspace. And the third floor, which really was intended to be an apartment, is full of boxes of uh, back issues. We keep copies of all the back issues, we keep copies of all the photographs, we keep copies of everything.
1: Do you ever have anyone like will write you and say they need a, they need a specific uh, issue like yes. newspapers? Yes, quite often they'll
3: write and uh, we can we can always track down a copy. If we don't have a spare copy of the issue, we can make a copy of the article. But quite often people who are doing research will look for particularly things that were before the internet. Many of our stories now yes. are archived online, but some of the older stories you can only get on paper and we have access to all those back issues and we, we okay. do will mm-hmm. provide that for people if they they need copies
1: all right you two the two kids let's talk about what was it like growing up in with your parents having a, a newspaper like this
3: we just learned early on your life resol- revolves around the editorial calendar you don't plan yeah. things for Deadlines. mailing week deadline week you just don't do you don't do family events those weeks um, we've ar- juggled our lives around that for, forever and we plan weddings around that <laughs> mm-hmm that's just that timing that we know that's important and um I think when we grew up with it we all said this is not very interesting we're going to go off and do other things so all five kids (laughs) like my son did yeah all all five of us did other things and uh for a while there were three of us back with the company our sister Sarah was our business manager for several years Mm -hmm. she has since uh, moved to Texas and is doing other things but there are now two of us here and I think we're here to stay yeah.
1: Now, uh, have you both? Did you both acquire a taste for antiques over the years? Or, I mean, it's okay if you tell me you don't even like antiques. I'm, I'm, no, I do like.
3: Yeah. Them. I don't. Yeah. I don't collect a whole lot. Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um,
3: but I do
0: like them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's <clears throat> the business is interesting because no day no day is ever the same. Yeah. You know, no day is no day is ever the same. Uh, and you, I mean, you you do research on these objects, and you're like, wow, this is a really it's a really cool thing.
1: I just saw the uh, story, the article about Freeman's. Their little seal, the little two-inch by two-inch oh, yeah, seal, going so for, for three million, million sure. dollars. Yeah. yeah, where is uh, where is Chinese going to stop? Uh, Nobody knows. Yeah,
0: uh, it, that market is couldn't be hotter. Right. right now, couldn't be hotter. Although I talked to one auctioneer who said it's a great big bubble. Get in now. Yeah,
1: everybody says that. everybody's yeah. been people yeah. have been saying that for two years. And well, it keeps growing. Yeah,
0: you know, he he likened it to Bellamy Eagles, though. He said, you know, yeah. Bellamy Eagles had that great big bubble, and you know, you that's right got to a point, and now it's of course burst, and you can buy a you can buy a great Bellamy Eagle, yeah, fairly cheap compared to what it was.
1: Now the last one, one I I sold in New Hampshire brought about fifteen thousand, and then. They yeah. really took off. They really took off. Yeah, yeah. And what was? That, do you remember what they? Bellamy Eagle was by John Bellamy in yeah. Cary Point, Maine, and yeah. he was a well-known. Uh, he was a navy, car, naval carver at one time, yeah. and he has a certain style of eagles. Just for people that are listening that are unaware of it, very, very collectible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father talks about um, seeing the shop at one time where he worked and seeing them all standing end on end in a bucket.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: Partially carved. Oh, that's it. interesting. And uh, mm-hmm. I found one in a house one time that actually had a note on the back from Bellamy saying he was trading this for insurance money. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> but you never see them signed. They were never signed. Right. Very distinct, though. Yep. Yeah. So, what's the highest? Was it Bourjois at uh, Northeast Auctions? Probably. And what do you remember what
0: that they went up I to? I want to say it's in the. You we were in the one hundred and fifty.
1: And so it was well, in the six figures.
0: Well, you were in the six-figure range, there yeah, for the for the really big ones. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you were you were up there. Yeah. Um,
1: now, why do you suppose all of a sudden that dropped? Just the way the economy happened, or what do you think happened to make that? Who knows
0: whether that the people the people who wanted them wanted them. Everybody's now got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it was a slim few, yeah, a slim few, and now yeah. everybody has one. So that's the way it is. There was also. There's also those, um, what is it? The artistic art company, repros. that oh, were, yes, there so were a made lot in of Boston them. that look that look like Bellamys. Yeah. Or you know, and there's a lot of those out. I there. have
1: to admit, I have one. You have one? <laughs> yeah. They're wonderful things. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
0: They ain't Bellamys. That's right. But they're wonderful right. things. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of those now out there, and mm-hmm. I think the high prices shook a lot of those out of the shook a lot of those yeah. out of the attics. Yeah. So.
1: Uh, years ago, in, uh, I think it was 2001, I had a uh, the second-to-last letter that Abraham Lincoln wrote in an oh, wow. uh, auction. And I was told, well, there's four bidders in the country that's yeah. going to be on that type of thing.
0: That's right. And that's it. And that's you know? it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So once everybody gets their fill of whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> then it kind of knocks down the market a little bit. Uh, a lot of people are saying that anything in print is hurting. Uh, how is Maine Antiques Digest doing these days?
0: We are hanging in there. Yeah. We're hanging yeah. in there. Um,
1: I mean, you just said you have 20,000 subscribers. Yep. And you're talking about that's print.
0: That's print. That's yeah, a print that's
1: out. that's a, that's very impressive actually. Yeah,
0: That that number is down from from, yeah. from the heyday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is down from the heyday, but we do I mean, I think print print is in trouble. If it's print, that's fairly common. We're we're kind of a niche publication yep. and we do things that not a lot of people do. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, in fact, you know, as we were, were talking to Sally about when they started, Mad, you know, one of the things that made the early editions of Man Antique Digest unique was that Sam would go to the auctions and print the prices that things were bringing mm-hmm. at the sales, which was unheard of at the time.
1: Really? Not even Antique Trader did? No, they were around. They the did some. They did yeah.
0: some prices. Mm-hmm. But wasn't the guy, wasn't, wasn't the publisher of Antique Trader a collector himself? Well, Inflated the prices. Oh, really? A little <laughs> like, conflict little interest. interest. Yeah, but and I know that that caused that caused some controversy. Uh, to this day, it causes controversy. Mm-hmm. There are nice. people to this day who, you know, dealers who buy something at auction and they don't want anyone to know. Oh, sure. What they paid for it. Oh,
1: yes. That's the double edged sort of sites like mm. Live Auctioneers and right. AskArt. Um yep. I worked with AskArt for a very short time. Yep. And I contacted a contacted a very well known dealer. Yeah, and he hung up on me.
0: Yeah. He, did, right. he did. That's right.
1: Because he's he, was, not he said you
0: have ruined my business. Right. <laughs> he really uh-huh. said that. That's, right. that's right. Uh-huh. So uh, and, and so, yeah. I mean, there were dealers that, uh, and they're still all to this day who
2: don't, uh, you know, who don't like that. Yeah. And. But the, they're always glad to read about what somebody else paid. That's exactly them. right. Yeah. It's like we're a great that's gossip right. mm-hmm. a group of people. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that don't want let it out there but sam would go to the sales and if it's done in public he figured you know okay i can report that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what made us interesting
1: yeah yeah the group. now manny antiques digest has never stared steered away from controversial issues and i right. i've uh, read a lot of really fascinating articles and i remember going all the way back to uh something about a drawer in a high boy that uh, Al backhoffen said was is this ringing a bell I don't yeah but yeah couldn't he said it was, was wrong yeah. and uh, you know went back and forth mm-hmm. for months and months and months yep. uh, because it was a record high boy at the time yeah and but there's always been some really juicy articles yep. Um anything current you can think of that's kind of uh, interesting and fascinating it was
0: probably Larry Salander yeah well, that's it's the big that was our big I think that was probably our last big break big story was when Sounder O'Reilly went belly up Mm -hmm. I mean we had that story a month before anyone else had it yeah we broke it Um, it turns out you know Larry Sounder of course was you know the Rob Report said he was the best art dealer in the world Mm -hmm. Uh, and it turns out uh, he was a pretty damn good art dealer just a really lousy <laughs> businessman. yeah, and was not paying people for paintings, selling them out from under him uh, the whole nine yards. and I mean we're talking millions and millions of dollars. Wow. Um, yes,
1: I know he handled many huge estates including the Walcun estate, yeah. which I was involved in yeah. at one time. yeah,
0: yeah. and then uh, now he's doing time, I think really? <laughs> I think he's in the yeah, yeah. I mean that was a, I mean, that was a story and and we got it. A little bit because we're, you know, one of the things that makes Matt, again, different is that it is very, it's is very—it's a very interactive paper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you read the letters to the editor, people are yes constantly have their input. That's
1: uh, the, the place I go to first. Right.
0: And, yeah. and we let almost anybody have their say, as long as they don't libel somebody or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. As long as it's within the bounds of good taste, we let it go. Uh, and... You know, so one of our subscribers called and said, "I gave this picture to Larry Salander. He hasn't paid me. What's going on?" And we started digging, and that's when. Oh, that's how know? it began. That's how it began—a phone call, a phone call up. Is
1: there anything in the past that you can think of that really stands out as a real amazing story? That well, yeah, just well, there's
0: all uh, the Mark Hoffman stuff. Yeah, the that's
3: Mark before Hoffman. Before you and I were, yeah, that's really before involved us. The paper on um, uh, the Mormon—all the, the forgeries that he.
1: Oh yes, and
3: we sent David Hewitt out to yep. Utah to cover the trial, and he did yeah. months of work on that. Yeah. But that's really? that's quite old
0: news, eighties. Yeah, 80s? Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: that's I, I do remember all that. Yeah. yeah,
0: and that's I mean, there's no s- sequel to that other than
1: yeah. yeah. He's in prison. Yeah. Is he still in prison? <laughs>
3: yes.
2: Yeah. I don't think now. He's
1: now isn't he? Did I hear a rumor that he's painting in prison? Is that the? Am I oh, thinking I of someone else? That. Yeah. That's this is a like guy that was making the forgeries.
0: He was making the forgeries.
1: Yes, I heard right. he's he's actually painting in prison, and his stuff is valuable. Oh, is that right? No, I don't know. I this could that. be a total rumor, and wow. you know, yeah.
0: Well, his forgeries still crop up from time to from time to time. Yeah, I mean, there. I
1: mean, he was he was damn good. He was very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I, guess, yes. I mean, I guess I never
0: saw one. I mean, I,
2: before our time.
0: Yeah. Kate and I's
1: time. Stuff that movies are made out of. I think
2: yeah.
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> yeah. So, what
2: that's is that? Uh, cool the whole business of the antiques world is an interesting there's all kinds because people are buying and selling sometimes they don't want to be known Mm. as buying and selling but that's what they do and if you're going to collect these oddities or old things and unusual things there's going to be some stories in there somewhere
1: oh absolutely and anytime there's money involved sometimes they will talk it it gets interesting Yeah. yeah
2: and it's people are if you're into that world there's all kinds of interesting stories
1: yeah non-ending yeah Uh, I really like to read about the fines when someone makes an incredible find. that's Mm -hmm. always really fascinating like the years ago when the guy found the declaration one of the 13 declaration copies and a $15 print behind it I mean those those are just kind of what keeps uh, a lot of people going you know the sure it is the the treasure hunt
2: that's why they go to all these auctions they go to every show yeah looking for something, yeah. and if they know enough about what they're looking for, sure, they can very often find something that nobody, has, everybody else has overlooked. That's right. It's an interesting business. Yeah. Last yeah.
3: month, our jewelry column featured an item in a Skinner auction that the family had brought in, and they said, oh yeah, we have this nice jewelry, and then we have this piece of costume jewelry that belonged to somebody, and the Skinner's appraisers looked at it and said, that's not costume jewelry, and it mm-hmm. was a, a $13,000 necklace set that the family had no yeah. idea what they had and luckily they didn't give it to the Salvation Army. Oh, to, yeah. Or it give it happen. to somebody for a Halloween costume. They actually brought it and had it looked at by people who knew what that was. That was, was. smart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know uh, I've had this conversation before in one of my podcasts that no matter what auction house it is there's always mistakes. It doesn't okay. matter how big they are or how good they are and there's people that get very lucky on those mistakes. I heard um, there was a fan just a Chinese fan in a box slot um, in, uh, in the port, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire huh. that a, a guy ended up getting a quarter of a million dollars for it. So it still it still happens yes. and uh, um, the one thing one thing I wanted to ask you what you have a nice website it's it's uh, how many people are getting lazy and going to just the website um, and not going to the print has that have you seen? I wanted to talk to you, in general, what's changed since the Internet has come along. We have,
3: there are two parts of our website, because we do put up stories from the issue. Through mm-hmm. the month, we add them. We don't put the whole issue up on the general website. But uh-huh. we also have, our subscribers have access to a complete digital edition. Yeah, I saw goes that. goes up the Monday after the paper. And people can choose to have a digital-only subscription. There are some people out there who just don't want the they don't want the heavy paper in their month in their mailbox every month. They'd rather yeah. just have the digital. That's a small number. Yeah, very we small. are our subscribers tend not to be uh, interested in digital only. They yeah. might like the digital as a backup. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'd say they the like antiques the business is, is not like the as tech savvy. Yes.
1: I have uh, collectors anyway. I, I've heard some people tell me that they'll get the main antiques digest and then by the time the next issue comes they've read the entire, right. like they slowly read through it and it takes <laughs> okay. them the whole month. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, it's always like packed full. Has the thickness of the paper gone down? I mean, at all, or is it a kind of bit. the same a little bit? A little bit. Do you still yeah. get a lot of auction advertising and show advertising?
0: Yep, oh yeah. Do. Yep.
1: And does the auctioneer or show promoter or whatever, do they have an option to either uh, use your online and print or both?
0: Yep. yep. They can they can run a run a print ad and then they you know for a nominal fee I think, I think it's like fifty bucks they can go on the internet as well.
1: Now what always happened when I was running my auctions in Southern Maine is I would have like a really good auction coming up and then I'd look at the deadline oh I missed it I'd always miss the deadlines. Has that changed like now you can get online? Yes,
0: yeah, you can take an internet only ad if you yeah. if, if if you miss the deadline yeah. or we can't get you in uh, you can mm-hmm. take an internet only ad. Yeah, sure. Um, and
3: that is a it's a it's a challenge with a monthly publication because quite often our deadline falls at the wrong time for auctions or for shows. Even so, that's why we, we've added the internet-only option. And we do have auctioneers who call yeah. up and say, "Well, I can't. They, we, the date you mail isn't going to do me any good. Can I go yeah. online only?"
1: Yeah. You know, it happens in in the auction business. So it's such a it's such a funny business. Like all of a sudden something will just happen, and you made a commitment, and all of a sudden something great comes in, and you go, "Ah." I don't have t- the time. That's right. Yeah. So you go into the, and, and just just to let you know, if you put something in a local newspaper, you might as well throw your money out the window. And I
0: mm-hmm. hate to say
1: yeah. that, but you, the, the amount of people you get from that
2: right.
1: is, is so minimal. Yeah. But every time I advertise in your paper, I got calls from all over the place. So it, it was very effective. You like to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The two, I mean, your your competition, the Newtown Bee. Mm-hmm. Is that really, I mean, really on the East Coast? Is there anyone else that, like, stands out there?
0: Not as far as trade, trade magazines. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the, I mean, there's us and the B for trade magazines, and then, then you get into more of the slick papers, the antiques magazines. Yes, and the catalog expensive, of yeah. The antiques mm-hmm. and fine arts, the catalog of antiques and fine arts, those sorts of things, art and auction, those sorts of things.
1: Mm-hmm. If you had to guess what the, what's going to be happening in the future of, the paper.
0: Do you have any ideas or thoughts about that? I think it's pretty steady. I think it, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's pretty steady. There's still a need for some of the things that we do. Um, you look at, you know, other magazines. You know, you look at Sports Illustrated. I mean, they're still around. Uh, although everybody can get their sports news anywhere they want now, mm-hmm. at any time, you can get it on your on your smartphone. For goodness' sakes. They're still around because they tell compelling stories. They have top rate journalism, Um, so I think they're still.
3: I think if all we published were prices, I think we'd be in trouble. Yeah. But because we really try to tell the story that goes with the price, Mm -hmm. that makes it different. It's not you can't just look up the price and go, "Oh no, that's what it sold for. That's what this piece went for." There's always a story that goes with it, and that's what we like to emphasize. Is there's there's more to it than just the numbers. It's Mm -hmm. what where the piece come from. Who's Who's competing for it? Where did it sell? Where did they choose to sell it? Who bought it mm-hmm.
1: and why? Yeah. yeah, who bought it and why is always yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at an auction this weekend. John McGinnis is down in Newbury, yeah. Massachusetts. It was a woman that belonged to the Historical Society. So yeah. this auction was like the old days. Mm-hmm. This auction was incredible. There were hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, and this was not on the Internet. Which is And they did not need the Internet. The Internet would have only slowed it down and yeah. hurt it in this particular case because the locals got in. And just to give you an example, like, you know, the bed warming pans, the little brass ones that are mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can't give them away today? $400. You know, and all day long there were things like crazy money all day long because everybody was involved. And it was just like the old days, uh-huh. the glory days.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and uh, people were fighting for everything you put up. And wow. it was such... A great thing to see yeah. it was it was a lot of fun that's you, interesting yeah yeah
0: see, i mean and, 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 and let's talk about prices. technology because, hasn't changed that there's, yeah i mean that's right there, i mean there are there was people. magic it's magic uh, i mean there's yeah. still i mean there's still that stuff out there that needs to be stuff and, needs to be sold. stories
2: keep coming mm-hmm. along yeah. with these things you know as the way it always did before
0: yeah and,
1: yeah
2: do uh, as much of, of the story as we can find in most cases and mm-hmm. that's that's what makes it fun.
1: Yeah. Now, a lot of people uh, are talking about, you know, antiques are really tough and brown furniture and how mm-hmm. soft it is. And I, I got to tell you, I don't know what you feel, any of you feel about this, but I have, as an appraiser, I, ha- I have no idea what to put on some of these things <laughs> because every auction, yeah. the auctions that I've been going to lately, I've seen, like, for instance, a 1920s uh, Chippendale reproduction piece. And a, a period deal, fine piece of furniture side by side, and they bring the same amount of money. <laughs> and it's almost like it doesn't matter. Right. It's the look. Right. You've, and uh, that's the way it is in California anyway. But I mean, on the East Coast, I see that happening now. And what's your take on that? Have you noticed that too?
0: It is. I think, uh, as far as the prices in the market, yeah the prices in they, general, they've, they've they've definitely taken a dip. Yeah. Um, it's a new. There's a new pricing structure. Yeah. From the American in its heyday. Yeah. From several years ago. So oh yeah. It's definitely a new pricing structure.
1: Yeah. And that and what do you think about young people getting do you think uh, you think we have a shot at getting more young people involved? I mean that's one of the reasons I took on this podcast is yeah, you know, trying to get people interested.
3: Well, we we know it's important and we have a column devoted to the young collector. Oh it's you do. These, uh, it's a monthly column that I've been going for a couple of years yep. and a couple from Ohio. Write about issues of how to get young people involved, and they they don't pull any punches either. They nope. have some pretty harsh words yeah. for some dealers and say if you want to appeal to young mm-hmm. young collectors, so teach you really need thing. to change the way you approach marketing and yeah. the way you look at it. And they may not be collecting the same way their parents and their grandparents did, but they're hopeful. I right. think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of like you know the mid century look and things like mm-hmm. that, and it's funny. I was auctioning this last weekend and. There was a set of chairs, and no one was bidding on them. And then I said, "These have a really cool mid-century look." And all of a sudden, people—young <laughs> people—were bidding. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't sell for a lot of money, yeah. but at least they started bidding. Yeah. Started bidding. yeah. 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 If someone bought the main Antiques digest, what are they going to find?
0: Loads of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the people who buy me, buy Mad, you know, for a long time, people have said the first thing they do is they pick the ads. I mean, the people who read MAD are hardcore buyers. And that's s- right. hardcore buyers mm-hmm. and sellers of antiques. So they, so they circle they, little things and all boy, the they ads. They those ads. And that's part yeah. of the reason that the digital edition is kind of a cool thing is because that goes up Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And you can, actually, you can search it. I mean, if you're looking for a, you know, a Chippendale side chair, for instance, you can type that word in and find out who's selling one. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. a prior portrait or whatever. You can you, you can type it in there. It'll search the whole magazine for you. Yeah. Um, other than that, once they pick the ads, and I think what they'll find if they buy Mound is, is some pretty interesting articles mm-hmm. um, by some very talented and diverse writers. I mean, we have some, uh, we only have two full time writers, everybody else is a freelancer, and they run the gamut from professionals who know a little bit about antiques to people who know a lot about antiques. Mm-hmm. But are know a little bit about writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a real gamut, and we don't edit out their voice. We let, let to let them speak the way they speak. So um, there's no editing through. their are no, oh no, just, there's editing. editing. Yeah. but but we don't we don't you know we don't whittle it down to. Everybody is the same style.
3: We don't expect every article to sound exactly the same. We like our author's voice to come through in the story. So we do edit for facts. We check facts. We are scrupulous about checking prices, names, dates. Wow, that's great. (laughs) So that's
1: an interesting part. I didn't realize you did. Yeah, we spend
3: a huge amount of time verifying, because we don't want to put something out there in print and say this is this artist's... Birth and death years, if it's not correct, or this is how you spell right. this artist's name. We spend a lot of time checking that information. Yes, once in a while, mistakes slip through, but we're very careful about wow. that. But in terms of the author's voice, we really let them
1: mm-hmm.
3: let them have their yeah. have their style. So you won't find a consistent. It's yeah. not a um, right.
1: like Sam writing under all different names. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. Yeah, but a pretty diverse group of writers. He was so a they good could, writer, though.
0: Yes, he was. <laughs> one I you remember that. One of the names he wrote under was Lance Poulet. Oh, really? Which is French. French, yeah. Chicken on a stick. And if you look at, our lo- if you look at the logo, <laughs> you'll see it's wow. a weather vane. I love chicken it. Chicken on a stick. Wow.
1: Now, is that an inside thing? or? That a, is an inside. <laughs> f- Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, I, yeah. I
3: think it's in some it's, of the articles about yeah. the early years. He talks about that. But he was a French major, so he knew uh, French. And yeah. he thought he couldn't have all the articles with his name. He wanted to put in at least another name
1: or two. So yeah. <laughs> now, that, that logo is great, great. Uh, How did that come about? Do you remember, Sally? Was it a weather vane that uh, was owned by you? We had that chicken.
2: And I think you commissioned somebody to do the logo based on the old weather vane. Based on the old weather vane. Yeah. Because we had collected, you know, from buying this old house, we'd collect all these foolish things. And that was just one of the things we found somewhere. Uh huh. And,
1: uh. It's very distinct. distinct. And by the way, where do you actually print your paper? Is it done locally? Wisconsin. 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 For for years, we were
3: were printed in Rockland, and Mm -hmm. uh, we found a printing company in Wisconsin that specializes in small publications. Mm -hmm. And so we send everything electronically to them, a section at a time. That's amazing. FTP. They print it, and they handle the mailing. And they have, uh, because they have such an up to date printing facility, they've let us expand into color advertising, because they have the equipment to do color very nicely. And we're really pleased with that. That's been really growing in the last well, in the last year. Yeah. We've
0: been doing yeah, it for a year. It's actually it's been just about a year yep. that we've been mm-hmm. doing collar.
1: Okay, and where would someone what what's a type of newsstand or something that someone would find your magazine? That is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because
3: we used to be distributed at Borders. That was one of the big chains that carried ah. us, and they are no more. That's right. So it is yeah. hard to find the paper on the newsstand. Um, we send out a lot of sample copies. We're always happy to mail somebody a sample so you copy. So you'll yeah. send a free
0: sample Absolutely. copy? Absolutely. Yeah. Call us yeah. up, say I want to see it, and we'll send it to you. Okay.
2: And many of the small shops will carry a few papers and yeah. sell them in the antique shop, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Some of the advertisers do that. It's not easy to find it. Right. And yeah. distribution is a challenge because a lot of the
3: companies that distribute publications only want to deal with huge numbers. Mm-hmm. And our numbers sure. are not very big not for the huge. antiques world, but in terms of publications, we're not big. So it, it it can be a challenge to find it on the newsstand. That's why we do an awful lot of mailings of sample copies. Because mm-hmm. I think people need to actually hold it in their hands and look at it and go, oh, this yeah. actually has an awful
0: lot of
1: right. stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, I love I love looking through that. And it's
3: not just, <laughs> just Maine. Despite
0: the that's... title of Maine Antique Digest, yeah. there's a lot more. Yeah. I mean, there's, it covers the United States.
1: Right, right. always like the word mad, too. That's always yeah. kind of yes. a <laughs> fun thing. Yeah. Well, this has been great. And what's your uh, your web address?
0: Your com.
1: It's spelled out right like yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you go to that site, you'll have contact information. And this has been really wonderful. Thank you all for joining us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you,
1: And this is Martin Willis with Sally, Kate, and Clayton Pennington, and we're signing off.
2: While you are on our
0: website, antiqueauctionforum.com, please stop by the forum message board, click on the community tab at the top of the menu bar, and you can join in on a topic, post your own website links, and do a lot more. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show.